Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Dear friends, let's think about the golden rule of Matthew 7 and verse 12. This verse has been called the golden rule for the simple reason it's very precious and a wonderful rule of life in which to live. Matthew 7.12, Jesus said, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, let us note who is the first to make the move. How we want to be treated is the way we treat others. We begin. And if I wish to be treated with respect and grace, well, that is how I begin and how I treat other people. Now, imagine, dear friends, if the world lived by this simple principle. Even an atheist could live that kind of life by treating people good and right and, in turn, think about how we want to be treated That's how we should treat others, and we make the first move, dear friends, regardless of our walk of life. I mean, after all, if you're a very mean individual, you're very cruel, well, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Now, do you really want to be treated the same way? This is a powerful text, one that we want to take today and to launch our study. Before we do that, I always like to pause and thank our Jay Webb for his kind introductions of our broadcast, and you'll hear Jay throughout our broadcast. He's going to share with you a free study called Developing Leadership. He's going to deal also and present, rather, with our study, our free Bible course by mail, and he'll tell us a little bit about social media here at International Gospel Hour. So be listening for Jay throughout our broadcast. And we're always thankful to you, our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening to us, whether by over-the-air radio, through our podcast platform options, online, wherever you may listen to us. Thank you for choosing us to spend time in the study of God's Word. Now today, building off of the golden rule of Matthew 7.12, Let's consider our lesson text of Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. My friend and brother Brandon Rader notes the spiritual priorities in this text. When we go back to Philippians 1 and verse 27, Paul speaks of conduct worthy of the gospel of Christ. Thus, our conduct, in turn, there is a 
comfort for us in chapter 2 and verse 1, and in turn we care, or according to chapter 2 and verse 4, we look out for the interest of others. That's conduct, comfort, and care. Love those thoughts from my friend and brother, Brandon Rader. Now, dear friends, all of this comes from Jesus Christ. And again, would we not be better individuals in His image? Without a doubt, friends, yes, indeed. And therefore, let's think on the things we just read from Philippians 2 for our study today as we discuss the image of Christ. But first, seeing this is a study wherein it begins with each of us individually to take the lead in conduct, comfort, and care for others, well, let's compliment today by sending you, dear friends, a free study you can do at your house. It's a study on leadership. Here is our J-Web with the details of how you can receive this free study. The International Gospel Hour offers a free study titled Developing Leadership. God used everyday people like you and I to be leaders of others. This is a great study. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Leadership. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say Leadership. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Leadership in the message blank. We'll send it right away. And now, let's continue our study. In the image of Christ, dear friends, let's begin by being like-minded. If I look unto Christ and possess the same mind of Christ, and the one next to me is doing the same, and the one next to that individual is doing the same, and so on, imagine how we wish to possess the mind of Christ. Now, I will drop down to Philippians 2 and verse 5 when Paul said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He takes verses 1 through 4, places that transition phrase in verse 5, and then continues in verses 6 onward of how the mind of Christ is effective in our lives. You know, to be like-minded is nothing different Paul even said this to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10. The church that was riddled with division, he said, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Notice, same thing, same mind, same judgment. Romans twelve sixteen to the church at Rome, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, dear friends, when we look at speak the same thing, same mind, same judgment, same mind toward one another, well, we are to keep on thinking like Christ, to be like-minded, to grow and to learn. Number two, let's stay in our lesson text. In the image of Christ, let's have the same love. In 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, 
Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Then also consider in John thirteen thirty four and 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Dear friends, the camaraderie of individuals who get along very well, who spend time together, and grow in a love and affection one for another, dear friends, we need that fellowship with individuals. You know, I'm reminded of a study that was done of children, babies that were left somewhat to themselves, and babies who would be cuddled and cared for quite often, and to see the difference even in their behavior as little ones. Dear friends, in the image of Christ, notice that same love, but look at what that love embraces. Back to Peter's text in 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23, they purified their souls in obeying the truth. They were born again, and he says, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. In other words, this wasn't a physical birth. Being born again is a spiritual birth, the incorruptible seed. And so when we're born again of the seed of Christ, then we're all of Christ. And he says, it's through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the same love that is expressed comes forth when we are obedient to the gospel, being born again, and it's all taught and how we are to do so through the word of God. And then that new commandment that Jesus told to his apostles, love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. How emphatic can that be? So in the image of Christ, we would do well to have the same love. Here's a third one. In the image of Christ, be of one accord. Now, that is literally the word accord means of one soul or having your souls joined together. Now, in our first point, the minds are joined together. In the second point, the love is joined together. Now, literally, of one soul having your souls joined together. It's a matter of working in complete harmony, not at separate entities going separate ways, but working together. In Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 4, Paul says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Dear friends, that unity is very plain. How simple can that be? There is one body. It's interesting to note the body is the church in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. So God intended for there to be one church. Dear friends, you may very well be listening to our broadcast amongst a number of other broadcasts that would advocate you can believe whatever you want. You can join any church of your choice. Oh, dear friends, God has already made the choice through His Son. There is one body. There is one church. People will disagree with that, but they'll come right back and agree there's one Spirit, one Holy Spirit. They'll agree there is one hope. They will agree there is one Lord. One faith, sometimes people will say, well, you have your faith and I have my faith. 
or as long as you are in a house of faith. You see, that goes back to saying there is more than one. And one baptism. Oh, dear friends, the study of baptism in the religious world seems to create more division and more discussion than just about anything concerning God's plan of salvation, and it should not. One God and Father of all. Hey, we'll agree, but there, there is one God. And He is above all and through all and in you all, in those that are in Jesus Christ. You see, they were of one accord. They were joined together. That unity began with the twelve. And note, more than 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost, they got it. From Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, when the apostles had come together, and to Acts 2 and verse 46, when the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved, or all of them working together in verse 46, and then in verse 47, the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Those on Pentecost that obeyed the gospel, they understood it, they accepted it, they believed it, and they obeyed it. Dear friends, that's so simple. The Bible teaches of the necessity of hearing the Word of God. Dear friends, in Romans ten seventeen, the only way that I can have true biblical faith and understand God is to read His Word of which He has revealed His mind unto us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and following. Those things were brought forth for us to understand. Then when I hear the word of God, I am commanded to believe it. Jesus said that in John eight twenty four, Mark chapter 16 and verse 16, as well as Hebrews 11 and verse 6. When I believe the word of God and I believe the teachings of Christ, then I'm going to repent of my sins. Why? Because Jesus said so in Luke 13.3, Luke 13.5. And he said that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, in Luke 24.44-47. And in Acts chapter 2, what did Peter tell them to do when they asked in Acts 2.37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Here's what Peter said. He said what Christ said they would say. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. When we confess our faith in Christ, as the eunuch did in Acts 8 and verse 37, as Jesus commanded in Matthew 10:32 and 33, and as we're taught in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Then when we are baptized into Christ, that affirms our faith in Christ. We are baptized into His death, Romans 6, 3, and 4. We're raised to walk in newness of life, Romans 6, 5, and 6. The newness of life begins when we are baptized into Christ and we're raised up from the water. Dear friends, that's not my opinion. That's not a Church of Christ doctrine. That is biblical teaching, which in turn should be the doctrine of the Lord's Church without exception. When we find in Mark 16, verse 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Jesus said it. If there's a disagreement, you need to take that up with the Lord. You see, dear friends, we are seeing individuals who are of one mind, same love, one accord, in obedience to the gospel. They're like-minded, having the same love of one accord. They're added to the church, 
and they walk in the life of Jesus Christ. Now, dear friends, let's continue to think about this even more so, and to consider this text, if you will. And before we continue our study, let let me pause here. Now, I know I've brought forth some things that's probably prompted some thought. We love for you to take the Word of God and to study it and to look at it on your own time, your own pace. You're welcome to study with us, but we love to prompt further study. Sometimes people like to search and say, you know, I wanted to understand this more as I study on my own. Well, dear friends, we have a free Bible study course by mail. We want you to give it a try. Here's our J-Web to give you the information how you can receive this study, and then we'll continue our study after Jay finishes. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Now, dear friends, let's continue our study from Philippians 2, 1 through 4. And in the image of Christ, be of one mind. Let's refer to Romans 12 and verse 5, when Paul said, So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. He is speaking there to the church at Rome. Now, dear friends, we've gone from like-minded to one mind. In verse, uh, let's look back just a moment, verse 2, that's it. We're like-minded, and then at the end of the verse, of one mind. Now, would not like-minded be of one mind? That is true. But to be like-minded, we are working toward that, and one mind continues that growth and that maturity. I love this quote that I came across while reading through this material. It says, like clocks that strike at the same moment, that we have just become accustomed to being of one mind or like-minded, same love, one accord, and now we are of one mind. We're growing and we're maturing in that way. Now imagine, dear friends, in the image of Christ, how that we can have that in our lives. Here's the next one. In the image of Christ, have the right motive. We go back now to Philippians 2, verse 3. To let nothing be done through strife or a contention or a vain glory or empty glory, thus it results in the right motive. Why do we do what we do? Continuing to grow in that same love and of one accord and of one mind, Paul says in Philippians 2 and verse 14, just a few verses down from our lesson text, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Galatians 5.26, Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So what will motivate one in the kingdom, in the church, with this right motive? 
Well, you would consider the ifs in verse 1 of Philippians 2. They exist, and when they exist, the thens in verse 2, if you will, are the end result. We must keep the right motive in the image of Jesus Christ. Here's the next one, and we're going to go back to the mind again. In the image of Christ, be of a lowly mind. Have you noticed that we've talked often about like-minded and one mind and now of a lowly mind? We understand, friends, that we think through this. We look through this. We think. We study. We apply the image of Christ in our lives. After all, if we're going to be obedient to His gospel, as we noted moments ago from 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23, would we not continue to grow in that knowledge? Be of a lowly mind. In Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 1, Paul said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I love that thought of a lowly mind. It reminds me of Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 when Jesus in that wonderful invitation said, For I am meek and lowly in heart. And when I look at that text overall, I see that all come unto Jesus, all bear the same yoke with Jesus, and all will find rest with Jesus. It's one mind, and then we grow into a lowly mind, a humble mind. Again, we're looking to others, just like we noted from the golden rule of Matthew 7.12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Dear friends, this lowly mind flows into our next point. In the image of Christ, esteem others better than self. Once again, I pull back the golden rule of Matthew 7.12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, the first thing, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. It's a simple point, dear friends. We make the first move. Now, after all, look at how the image of Christ has impacted our lives. So we're going to become more like Christ. Finally, in the image of Christ, look after each other's interest. We must take the time to think about that wonderful parable that we call the Good Samaritan. From Luke ten twenty nine through 37 the brother there, or the, the man there, rather, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? This is that rich young man that kept questioning Jesus. Jesus' answer in verse 29, a certain man, or verse 30, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? 
And he said, He who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. From Romans 12 and verse 10, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Notice again, dear friends, looking after each other's interest. That Samaritan looked upon the interest of that man. And then in Romans 12 and verse 10, to the church there, Kindly affectioned one to another, you make the move. In honor, preferring one another, you make the move yourselves, individually. Dear friends, we're going to come back and summarize our study in just a few moments. But first, once again, our J-Webb with some information about the International Gospel Hour and our social media. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors, of which you are a part as a listener and a supporter. We would love to have you as a follower on social media. And now, back to Jeff. Our friends, we have noted eight characteristics that are charged to the Christian of how one should live in the image of Christ. Now again, dear friends, imagine if all of these were applied today. And you know what? They can be. Through our broadcast, we have taught how one obeys the gospel of Christ to become a Christian, through simple faith in Christ with a repentant heart, confessing that faith in Jesus Christ and baptism into Christ for the remission of sins. One is simply added to the church we read of in the New Testament and will begin a new walk in Christ as a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17, with a faithful walk to death. The unity and the humility taught by Christ and practiced by His disciples is a lifestyle that is becoming of the gospel, Philippians 1.27, and is in Christ, Philippians 2 and verse 1, thus in His church. We would plead with you today, dear friends, to be a member of the church of which we read of in the New Testament. Let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Dear friends, as always, we are grateful and thankful for you, for you rather, joining us for our studies on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Arching, and until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.